Hi, welcome everyone to Pop Cult X Special Edition, where we are live on YouTube, episode 116, if you're following along at home. Um, today we'll be discussing everything from Bar- Barbie to Oppenheimer to uh, Twitter's new branding. Uh, what else? They stuck it from us. Stuff. Um, we'll be taking any of your questions if you have any questions, giving you our answers if we um, have any answers for your questions. So let's go ahead and get started with this live edition of Pop Cult X tonight. Yeah, live. That's cool. I mean, we've done it a couple times before, and it's always a uh, fun to play with technology because you know it always tends to disagree with well with you a lot, I guess. <laughs> but with with us, sometimes it's kind of weird. So. Um, like you said, we're live. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Um, be sure to, if you're here watching us live, get in that chat field. Let us know you're here. Let us know where where you're at in the world. Because I saw the analytics and there was like over 198 people this past week that tuned into our channel um, and from all over the world. So there were some from Germany, some from the United States, from many different states here. So it's not just Southern California or Nevada where we're at, it's all over. So it's really cool. Hopefully um, you guys are enjoying what we're doing and hopefully you guys will be on to chat with us because it'll be fun to chat with you guys as well about what we're talking about today. So you saw Barbenheimer, correct? I did. I went with all of the crowd and and went to go see, uh, I saw Barbie first okay, and then saw Oppenheimer. Um, Barbie was fun. Uh, it was... <laughs> Um, I wouldn't necessarily consider it like a kid's movie, even though it's based off of a doll. Um, The humor is a little bit more for, I think, teenagers and adults. I don't really think that young kids are really going to get a lot of the jokes um, Uh. that are on the film. Um, But I enjoyed it. One of my favorite uh, jokes is uh, the Barbies are trying to pretend to be like dumb girls and they uh, go up to one of the Ken dolls and say, you know, uh, say, ask him about the Godfather and let him explain to you the plot of the Godfather. He'll really like that. So she pretends to be serious, like, oh, I've never seen the Godfather. Can you explain it to me? Can we watch it from the beginning? He's like, what? You've never seen the Godfather? It was just kind of a funny, um, I don't know, funny little joke or situation <laughs> that I think a lot of people can can relate to because I guess the Godfather is one of like regular guys' favorite movies or whatever. And um girls are, get sucked into watching it because of their boyfriends or their friends. So I thought that was kind of funny. Um I thought Margot Ro- Roby was really funny as Barbie. Um she did really well. America Ferreira is in it. She did a great job. And Ken was played by um Ryan Gosling. Right. Yeah. And he was pretty funny. They also had um the guy that played uh Chang Shi in Kim Lee, I think. Yeah, he was yeah. in it as well. And then Alan was played by um the guy from Super Red. Which guy from Super Red? The skinny one. <laughs> Which skinny one? <laughs> like the main guy. Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. Okay. Really <laughs> Had to narrow it down there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was pretty funny. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I like that that for whatever reason, conservatives are really like up in an uproar about it and their panties are in a twist. Like that always is good for a good giggle. Um, so I, I am glad that I went to go watch it um, just to make their skin crawl or make them upset <laughs> or do whatever uh, reaction that they get. Um, but it was really fun. I don't know. Have you heard anything about it outside of what I just told you? Um, well, I mean... 
I know, uh, what did I read or did I see somewhere that like, it's Margot Robbie's production company. This was like their first big blockbuster movie, right? I think I read some more about that. And it's really cool that, that she was involved with the producing side of it. And um, I guess it's also a success because it has the top gross in the past week, right? And it also beat out the other movie you saw, Oppenheimer, in the box office returns, which is, you know, it's not really an indicator to me of how good the movie is sometimes, but it's just how popular it is, right? So, so the fact that it beat out Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer is... And it's a star-studded movie as well. It seems like both of them are pretty star-studded. Um, it's pretty cool. I mean, I, I, I'll watch it eventually. I don't know if I'm going to make a point to go to the theater to see it. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's it looks fun. It looks very pink and plastic, I guess. <laughs> well, just because Barbie's plastic. But it reminds me of that time. Do you recall that time we went to um, L.A. to an art show? Yeah. Yeah, and we were driving down, I think it was a 10 freeway, and our friend Josh was blaring um, Aqua's Barbie Girl at the top. He had the speakers on all the way. We're just going down the freeway. We're, we're, it wasn't fast because we were traffic, but we're just blaring Barbie Girl. And I, every time I see the movie Barbie, I remember that. I think I might have like erased that from my memory. Because <laughs> 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 I don't particularly remember that, but I remember the place and the time just not necessarily that moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, I mean, every time I hear the song or now with the movie, I just think of that and it's, it's funny, but yeah, it I mean, you. <laughs> the movie looks fun. Like you said, I don't, I don't have a problem watching it. It's just, uh, probably won't make the effort to go watch it in the theater. I mean, I didn't even make the effort to go watch the flash in the theater. And I finally saw that this past weekend and that was really good. I enjoyed right. that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's Barbie is not necessarily what I think people are expecting out of it. It's not like this, you know, airheady. It's actually a really smart movie mm -hmm. um, and has some really good points in it. Um, so I think that people would be pleasantly surprised. I was pleasantly surprised because I, I was kind of dragged to go see it. I wasn't really, <laughs> you know, I'm not a big fan of Barbie or anything like that. But well, it was uh, Greta Gerwig wrote and directed it, right? So, yeah. And I think it's the highest grossing movie for a female director right oh, yeah i think so i, I think, think i saw something like box that office for a female director so good for her mm -hmm. um it it definitely had a lot of good moments a lot of funny moments um and and so it was really enjoyable the audience was really mixed there was definitely a what appeared to be a lot of guys that were there because of their their girlfriends and <laughs> a lot of like family members like grandmas moms and daughters that were like all dressed in pink so it looked like people were having a lot of fun going to go watch it and i think that that's kind of like that's the most important thing about movies is like it being fun for people yeah i really like event type movies like whether it be star wars or you know marvel mcu movies like when people really get into it i think it's fun and it just I don't know. It's a good time for everyone. So um, switching gears a little bit. I also saw Oppenheimer, which is like okay. a part of Barbie Heimer or whatever that's called. Um, and it was a great movie. It, it, again, I wasn't really stoked to go see it. I kind of had to get dragged to go see it. Okay. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Christopher Nolan and I'm not necessarily a big fan of like world post world war II like or world war ii history um okay. 
So like, it wasn't exactly something that like I was rushing to go see. I was actually really <laughs> surprised that so many people were so excited to go see it. Um, I don't know if a lot of people are history buffs or if it's because of Christopher Nolan or if it's because of the stars that are attached to it. But it, it seems to be like everyone wanted to go see that movie. And I'm like, do people really care that much about Oppenheimer? Like, I, 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 I'm the only one odd man out. Like, I didn't know people were like that into history, but um, it's definitely a very interesting story. And I was talking to one of my coworkers today because they they said, you know, is it slow because it's a long movie? And I almost felt like I had to catch up to it. Like the second it starts, it just keeps going, and it has a very fast pace to it, even though it's a long film. Okay. And, the acting is really, really great. Um, I, there's, I mean, a ton of actors in it that that are doing an amazing job. Um, and it goes by really quickly. It's just a really great film. Robert Downey Jr. is in it. I'm not a big fan of Robert Downey Jr., um, but he does a really great job. Uh, Emily Blunt um, is really good in it. She she has a really great um, role. Cillian Murphy also does a really great job in Florence Pugh, um, does a great job. Matt Damon is in it. And Josh Hartnett, I didn't even know Josh Hartnett was in it until someone was like, oh, he did a really good job in it. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, so he's like almost unrecognizable in it. Not that he looks that much different. It's just like unexpected that he's in his film. Um, but a ton, a ton of great actors um really interesting historical drama um really insightful really good movie i i mean i i'm glad that i watched it i necessarily won't probably be running to go see it again um it's not like a fun film but it's a very interesting film to watch yeah it seems like it i mean it is one of those historical i mean biopics in a way right because it is yeah. uh, about oppenheimer and I think the star-studded cast is what really drove the audience to it. I mean, you put all those stars together in one movie, people are going to want to come see it. And yeah. um, But the thing I liked most about it with the lead-up to it and Christopher Nolan was that it was all practical effects. There was no CGI. Hmm. So I thought that was really cool because I, um, I don't know if you saw any of like the behind-the-scenes of how they did the explosions and whatnot. I didn't. You should go look that up. It's pretty crazy because it's so all when they practical. set off the bomb, that's practical. It wasn't a real nuclear or atom bomb, <laughs> but it was a big explosion to um, mimic it. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just didn't notice the difference. To me, it it looked the you know it didn't it looked the same as a movie that you know used traditional special effects. I guess. Um, it was really good. The sound was amazing. The editing was really good. Um, and the acting was, I think, top notch for sure. There's going to be a lot of, I think, Academy Award nominations yeah. Uh, yeah. for this cast for sure. I, I heard somewhere, I think they're uh, um, editing Florence Pugh's nude scene in like some country where they're adding like a black dress onto her or something like that. They're putting. she She's nude in a lot of the films. I mean, it's her breasts. Like if, if your country can't deal with breasts, like <laughs> you've got bigger problems to deal with. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. Like there is one scene where she sort of like gets on top of Oppenheimer and sort of, you know, gesticulates in an adult manner. Um, but 
I, I mean, really, is it that big of a deal? Like, I don't know. Like, when you you're talking about like atomic weapons and world wars, and then it's like someone's naked breasts. Like, maybe you're worried about the wrong thing. <laughs> you know, like maybe the, like you're not focusing on the thing that you're supposed to be focusing on. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. <laughs> I, but I, I I would it wasn't bothersome to me like I thought that it was not gratuitous it was tasteful um she does an amazing job in the film she's a great actress um, yeah she is yeah I I don't I don't really I see that as being a valid uh point of contention for anyone but there's always going to be some country that's complaining about something right of course of course yeah. there is of course um I guess, did you go watch those movies to distract yourself from not being able to go to Comic-Con this year? I did. So I was super upset that I wasn't able to go to Comic-Con. Thank you for bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I was. So I was pretty sad that I wasn't able to go to Comic-Con. Um, and so I was trying to distract myself with, with some movies. And um, it worked slightly, other than like all the people on... on um, What's the new Twitter? I already forgot. Threads. Oh, threads. Uh, the, on threads talking about like, oh, are you going to be at Comic-Con this year? No, I'm not. Are you going to be at Comic-Con? No, I'm not. Um, but I tried to keep up by watching like YouTube videos of like live streaming of people going through the floor. Um, a lot of, I guess, people didn't appear because of the actor writer's strike. So mm -hmm. it kind of seemed like it was a paring down a bit of Comic-Con. Um, but I did kind of see some stuff that I was interested in, um, some Marvel Legends uh, toy announcements that were made. So I still caught that. Um, but other than that, I don't think there was any like real big news that came out of Comic-Con this year. Like nothing that substantial. But I don't know. What about you? Did you catch anything on Comic-Con that made um, you clear? I saw, well, the thing that really caught my eye i guess i read about um some of the news was the new special marvel event um i guess it's called like gang war or something like that it's a lot of, of the street level superheroes and i guess um they gang up to take 48 hours to take down like the super villains who are coming or whatnot it sounds pretty interesting like with luke cage is the mayor now and and so it's i i think that's gonna be fun fun i mean i think spider-man and daredevil are like the generals of the of the superhero gangs it looks it looks like it's going to be a whole big event um is this a comic uh game no it's it's a it's a comic book series okay so it's gonna be like you know how like right now currently dc is doing like their night terrors event yeah. which like all the characters are involved with the night terror or whatnot and i think this is going to be for marvel side coming up soon is going to be their gang war which i think is pretty cool i'm looking forward to that Nice. Um, there was some other announcements. I don't recall what they are now offhand. Unfortunately, I should have made a note of them, but I didn't. Um, but the other change that you mentioned on the top of the show was Twitter and it's changing or rebranding. And Nathan, thanks for watching, Nathan. Appreciate it. You mentioned that it is called X, like you said. And so I don't know if they saw our pop cult X and decided, hey, that's pretty cool. We're going to steal that. And if they did, Elon, shame on you. But I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a very interesting branding choice. Any thoughts on that? 
Um, I feel like it's sort of like a, a grasp for attention. And <laughs> because of, you know, because of threads and, and all of the stuff that's been going on. It, it, at Twitter, I mean, the, the little bird was so iconic that, yeah. like, why mess with what's already working um, and fix what's not working? I don't think that that was the big problem at Twitter. <laughs> You're right. The, their branding. I think that was, like, their least of their concerns, at least in my opinion. Um, they could, you know, clean up the the place a bit and uh, get rid of some of the trash before they're worried about, you know, having a little bird or having an X. Um, it doesn't change my mind. I'm not going back to Twitter. I'm pretty satisfied over at Threads for the time being mm-hmm. and on Instagram. So um, it hasn't changed anything in my life. But how about you? <laughs> what are your thoughts on, on Instagram? <laughs> so you didn't see like, hey, they got rid of the bird. I'm running right back. It's an X now. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's I it's, am a fan of things that are X. I mean, Pop Cult X, the X-Men, X-Files. X is really cool, but it's not making me want to go back to Twitter or to X or whatever you want to call it now. Well, I think it's still called Twitter. I don't know if they changed the name. I just think they're changing the branding. Well, maybe they that will come down the line. I mean, Twitter is the application, the name. How are they going to change that? Yeah, I I don't, know. I don't know. It seems a little um a little desperate in my opinion, yeah. but you know. <laughs> well, he's trying to get back with an X or something. Who knows? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Maybe it's more of his personal life than it is about the app. So you met you mentioned that you saw the flash. Yes, we I did. About it. What did you think about it? I enjoyed it. I thought it was a very well done comic book movie. I mean aside from all the drama that Ezra Miller had delivered over the past few years in the lead up to it, I think it was really good. I, I, I enjoyed their take on the multiverse and whatnot. So I yeah. thought it was um, a little bit different than how we'd seen it before. So I thought it was really cool. And I thought that he, him interacting with himself was fun. I thought that was yeah. a good twist to it. Um, I really like the ending, and I don't know if we can talk about spoilers. I guess you've seen it. I've seen it. It's been yeah. out long enough. So I thought it was really clever when they brought back in at the very end, Batman pulls up, and it's George Clooney. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. I was like, I, yeah. I loved every time they showed a different version of, like, Superman, Supergirl. Yeah, yeah. All the different iterations of superheroes, I was like, the geek in me freaked out. Like I loved it. I thought it was cool. I know some people thought that the special effects could have been better, but it just made me happy. Like seeing all the different iterations of Superman and Supergirl and uh, like the like original flash for a split second with like his like mm-hmm. old helmet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just really cool. I love, I loved it. I love seeing it. The Nick Cage is Superman. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it was really good. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, I thought it was well done. I mean, I liked I like when creators have a like a universe. So the Man of Steel and the, that portion within the Flash movie. So we already know what how that story went. And then they go in and take a different viewpoint from it. I really like when creators do that. So we get to see, oh, what if what was it from that character's point of view or what if things had changed and this had happened? So I really liked that they explored that in the flash. I thought that was really well done. Yeah. 
It was it was a really fun movie. I'm all about fun movies. Like even though I sat there for what three hours watching Oppenheimer, fun movies are are definitely a plus. Like I like being happy after I see a movie. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I did watch another movie that was really fun as well. I'm not sure if you've seen it or not. It's called Werewolves Within. No, it's a fun movie. I mean, it, it so it takes place, of course, with the title kind of you know talks about a werewolf so it kind of gives you that sense for me when after watching it that oh maybe there isn't really a werewolf it's a metaphor for how inside of us we're all you know kind of dealing with that duality uh and two-facedness of how we can appear in the public eye and they explore that i think throughout the comedy of it it's a comedy horror but it, the ending was kind of fun so it was it's a really fun movie stars on um, sam richardson who's an actor who I think is needs to be in a lot more um, not content, but a lot more films and TV shows. I know he's starring right now in the after party, which is a show. I just binge watched the first season on Apple TV and that's a really fun show. I'm not sure if you've seen that one either yet. Is that with Tiffany Haddish? Yes, it is. I feel like I've seen it, but I don't remember if I did. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me give you a little breakdown then. (laughs) She plays the detective, right? Yeah. She plays a detective and the real, cool concept of it is that so they're at an after party for their high school reunion and someone dies and now she's a detective and she has to hear like four or five witnesses and their story and their viewpoint on it so it's the same story being told from those four or five different people like i said i really like that so it was really cool seeing um so sam richardson anik is his character we hear his first his um, viewpoint on it, then it goes to the other characters and we get the same story, but slightly different because it's from their point of view. And I thought it was really cool. Ben Schwartz plays a character named Jasper and he was just fantastic when his storytelling, he did a lot of singing and um, it was really fun. The, some of the tunes were really catchy. It's it's worth a watch because season two just got released a couple of weeks ago. So I'm starting to watch that as well. So it's really worth a watch. I think you'll enjoy it. Anyone out there, if you haven't watched the after party and you have Apple TV, highly recommend go watch that. It's very fun. Nice. Um, speaking of Tiffany Haddish, I can't wait to go see the new version of the haunted mansion that comes out. Yes. I saw that. That, that looks, looks really good. That looks really cool. It looks very much akin to the ride which I think is really smart that they're making it more like the ride as opposed to the other version with Eddie Murphy, which I think I never saw. So I don't know how close it was to the ride, but I know it was, it was just, I think they just used the title and put them in a haunted mansion, but this looks with all the um, trailers and like Jared Leto looks cool as like the, the, what would you call them? Like the undertaker or whatever it is. He has a specific name. I think it's like the hat box ghost or Okay. Something to that effect. I for, I forget what it's called, but he yeah, definitely has a title. Okay. Yeah, and it looks it looks really fun. I mean, I I'm excited for that one. Yeah, um the cast looks amazing. The fact that they're sticking to like the plot of the ride, which is like mm-hmm. one of my favorite rides at Disneyland, mm-hmm. makes me really happy. Um special effects look really cool. The director, I think he's the creator of Dear White People, so I think that it, okay. it, it's someone who's like a smart director so i think that it's going to have a really unique perspective when it comes to the storytelling in the movie um so i'm really excited to see it i can't wait for it to, i think it comes out this weekend doesn't count either this weekend <laughs> or next weekend i'm not 100 percent sure okay well i will 
we'll be sure to go watch that so you can give us a full report on it. Um, let's see. So you said that's your most favorite ride at Disneyland. You didn't use the words the most, but I'm and throwing it in there because I'm trying to segue into the topic that I want to get into next, which is called The Most. I titled this episode The Most because uh, I want to explore um, what have you watched the most? What have you read the most? What have you listened to the most? Anyone out there watching, go ahead and feel free to leave a comment or chat about what you've done the most and share with us your thoughts. But let's start with you, Gabe. What movie would you say have you watched the most? That's so hard to say, but I think that it's probably Goodfellas. I've seen that movie a lot. Like, okay. And I think it comes out like every every thanksgiving around thanksgiving they start showing it on on television again for some reason i'm like it's such a great film and i could watch it from beginning to end like again like i could watch it right now yeah it's one of those movies that when it comes on tv you just watch it i mean and of course it's very quotable we probably um know it line by line almost by now i've watched that movie a lot too and it's inspired a lot of you know i think it's one of my favorite parts of Goodfellas is the the single take shot they do when they're going into the restaurant nightclub. That's such a great um, iconic shot, and of course, it's it's also I think Gabe is frozen on me. I think his internet has gone kapuli. So now we're just doing a monologue. Let's see if he's going to come back or what's going to happen there. But anywho, like I was saying, so Goodfellas has inspired, I remember on Animaniacs, they had the Good Feathers, which is a bunch of pigeons living in New York, New York City. City. And I thought that was really cool. Um, maybe I just popped out. out. <laughs> he got tired of me talking, so he said, I'm out of I here. I don't know what happened. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I, I, I don't know what happened, but I'm back. Sorry about technology. that. Technology. <laughs> so i missed what i'm assuming was your answer for your movie that you've watched the most what was no it? not yet i was talking about goodfellas um and it's iconic you know the the shot the one take shot going in through the restaurant yeah so how that's one of my favorite shots of all time and, I, and people emulate that all the time now um yeah. m- one of the movies i think i've watched the most probably be wayne's world Really? And yeah, that two movie to me, I think encapsulates like Gen X and like my, um, you know, growing up as a fan of SNL. And it's it's one of the movies that I probably use, quote, daily, if not daily, almost once a week. I quote it a lot. So it's one of my favorites. And I probably watched that probably the most. Wow. I would not have guessed that ever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking about the question, though. If I break it down, what have I watched the most in, like, my teenage years, my 20 years? Yeah. And I think they change, right? But I think if I put it all together, it's probably still Wayne's World. Wow. Are, so are you a fan of Mike Myers? Like, are there other films of his that that you watch a lot? Or is it just Wayne's World in particular? No, I'm a fan of Mike Myers. I mean, I like Austin Powers. I like this. So I married an axe murderer. Um, 
a lot of his films are good. Dana Carvey, I also am a fan of, um, but I think it all stems back from watching the SNL skits. And yeah. that really, I guess it's just the nostalgia of that. And it reminds me of that. And, and it's just, you know, flannel wearing grunge listening to, and, and the shitty Beatles, you know, they're not just a clever nickname. It's just, you know, it's everything about that film. is just perfect for my youth, I guess, the teenage yeah. years. Nice. Okay, so what do you think you have listened to the most? <laughs> this is a hard one. Yeah, I, I would probably say something by David Bowie. Okay. Not, a, not a particular album, but just his overall recording, you know, his recordings in general. Um, because his music is so diverse, for whatever I'm feeling, I can go back to a different era of his and yeah. listen to something that matches my, you know, my mood at the time. So it would have to be something probably by David Bowie. I can. Yeah, that's that's a really cool answer. I mean, I, I his music does span a whole generation or two. Right. So it's has, like he has multiple bright, generations. Yeah. Multiple generations. Yeah. So I could definitely, definitely see how that's like a go to and, and a must listen. Um for me, the album. I I, I, that, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess what's your what is your most. You probably recent. already know it. Yeah, I talked about is it probably it a lot. Nirvana Unplugged. There you go. <laughs> Read me like a book. <laughs> That's um yeah that album to me is 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 just perfection. From Kurt Cobain's voice to like you can hear the um the angst and the emotion and he, when he's singing, especially like the very last song, where did you sleep at night last night? And you could, you could just feel it. And of course, knowing that it was released after he had passed away. Right. So yeah. it's just everything about that album. I think I have it on digital. I think I've got it on CD. I have it on vinyl. Uh, it's just, it's just the, the best for me. Nice. Okay. So the next one I was going to ask you was what TV show have you watched the most? Oh wow. And this this is hard because I know there's different type of TV shows you like to watch. So there's different, like, you know, the distraction kind that you just have yeah. on in the background kind. There's also so I guess the question is what have you made a point to watch the most? And that really I have probably watched The Simpsons more than any show on television. Okay. Easily. Like there there was decades where i watched the simpsons before i went to sleep like every night of my life like every day i watched it so i i could say that the, i've spent more time watching the simpsons than any other show easily yeah i could say that as well i mean i've spent a lot of time with the simpsons we even did a whole episode on the simpsons so uh -huh. i i think the simpsons probably going to be the same answer for both of us yeah. i think i've watched that show probably more than any other although i will say recently i have gone back and watched ted lasso a lot not as much as the simpsons but i do enjoy yeah. a good ted lasso so um kudos to sudeikis for you know kind of getting up near the top yeah but just imagine i think the simpsons came out when we were in like the third grade yeah and yeah. we're now in our like mid 40s yep that's a long time <laughs> <laughs> That's a really long time to be watching a show. Yeah, and the fact that they're still coming up with new um new episodes is crazy. That's like 
30 plus years of episodes. Yeah. That's just like insane. Yeah. And they're still funny and still yeah. relevant. Yeah, they are. They are. They really are. Um, what book would you say you've watched the most or comic or list read the most, not watched? Yeah, I watch a book. Um, I probably have read um, On the Road by Jack Kerouac the most. I think I've read it probably like four times. Okay. Which doesn't seem like a lot, but for like a book, I think that is. Yeah, I mean, that is a good question. How many, what do you consider the most or what's the most for reading a book? I mean, how many times can you read a book? And um, I don't know. What's your answer? (laughs) What what Um, have you read? I think... My answer is going to be similar to your David Bowie. And it's also an author by the name of David Gemmel. He's a fantasy author from England. And I like reading Reading a lot lot of his his work. And there is a series called um, The Reganti. And it's called Sword in the Storm. And I've read that probably five or six times. It's so good. I so enjoy it. And funny story about David Gemmel. So he, he has since passed away. But... I first met him at like one of the very first comic cons that I went to back in 19, probably 95. And uh, we got into a, the preview night for like the vendors and whatnot. We created this, this fake comic book production company. We made up name tags. We made up all this stuff and we got like preview passes to get in there in the night before we weren't vendors. We weren't anything. So we weren't supposed to be there. But we got in there, walked around the the whole floor and everything, got to see everything before the general public. And then there was a Delray book stand and I went over there, was just looking at it. And there was this tall guy wearing like a fedora. And I was like, oh, nice to meet you. And then I walked away and he called me back. He's like, have you ever read this? And he showed me the book. The book was called Morning Star. And I said, no. And it's like, well, thanks. He said, here's the copy. And I said, thanks. Oh, here, let me sign it for you. And then I realized it was the author. And he gave me a signed copy of that and one of his other books called Legend. And I still think about that because that was my introduction to his writing. And had I not been there, I would never have found out about it. Yeah. And it was a, a not an eye opener, but like almost like a game changer because I really hadn't explored the world of fantasy fiction before. So it was really, it was really great. And I have like so many of his books and he's such a fantastic author. Nice. A uh, comic book. Um, comic book. I probably have read um, "God Loves, Man Kills" by Chris Claremont. Um, X Men. I probably have read that the most. Such a classic, like good book. It's it's one of the best stories ever of the X Men. I think. Yeah, I think I you sent me that once and um or recommended it to me, and I started reading it on the Marvel Unlimited and. Really good storyline, yeah. yeah. I guess I should have asked, what comic book do you have the most of? Might have been a better question. So, like, what, what, like, what character yeah. team up? What, what version do you think you have the most of? I have the most X Men comics for sure. Okay. Unca- Uncanny X Men. Um, I have the most amount. I probably have like four or five boxes of X Men out of my. 15 or so boxes of comics. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a lot of X-Men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have a lot. <laughs> I was just, that's, yeah, that's a lot. I have two short boxes of comic books that are full, and I think I need to start a third one. But 15 and 
Wow. I can't even picture where I would put everything. I, I have comics like coming out of every nook and cranny in my room here. It's kind of insane. <laughs> that is that is really cool, I guess. Um, I have the most daredevil for me. As you can see in the wall behind me, I have like three of them up there, a couple of Daredevil and Echo. Um, but yeah, Daredevil is just my favorite. I just gravitated towards that street level, like like I always go. Um, but I did start reading a a series, I think it's called War of the Realms or War Scrolls, where Daredevil picks up like the the Thor hammer and now he's become like a god or something like that. It's an interesting oh, wow. book. Interesting story. So, hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Any other most that you can think of? Um, probably the most things that I collect are Marvel Legends. Let's see if you can. Okay. <laughs> There's some of them up there. Wow. That's quite a bit of Marvel. And that that's just the X-Men stuff. So that second row of shelf is just all X-Men figures. That's cool. Um, outside of comics, that's probably what I have the most of. Okay. Yeah, I don't really collect mainly anything other than comic books now. I mean, I, I used to have baseball cards, but that was when I was in elementary school. Yeah. But yeah, what other most is there? There's the most, um, what most... I don't know. Anyone out there, if you think of what other most questions that you have for us, leave us a comment. Let us know. Otherwise, we'll just close up this episode of Pop Cult X Live. So I think that's it, Gabe. Unless you have anything else you want to get off your chest there. I think I'm good. I think we uh, got through most of it. Thank you to anyone that showed up for the live uh, episode. You can watch it recorded version on YouTube. Um, find us on threads on instagram are we still on twitter uh it is non-active it's still there but it's not active on twitx or yeah. x or yeah it's find there. Us wherever you can find us and like and subscribe and thank you for tuning in yeah thanks everyone see you guys next time <laughs>